Boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family. With more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Okay, let's roll, dudes. And I'm going 10, 30, 65 in a 45 zone. Yo, why's my gas tank on E? Oh, and hello, officer. Wait, what? I'm losing my license. I'll lose my job. And here come the court costs. Oh, man, that's the thing about pedal to the metal, dude. You speed, you lose. Slow down. Driving is no game. A message from Virginia DMV. PreSonus Audio, PreSonus.com. They are the title sponsor of the ABV podcast. If you're looking to jump into the podcast game, or maybe you just need to upgrade your equipment, they've got all the things you need to make your podcast sound as great as it should be. Whether you want to get a Revelator mic, or you want to get some of their PD-70 microphones to make your podcast sound that much more professional, they have everything you need. Audio interfaces and a whole lot more. Check them out online at PreSonus.com. Pelican Craft Brands, bringing you all of your favorite local craft beer to store shelves from inside the state of Louisiana and across the country, like Spindle Tap over in Texas, Pontoon Brewing out of Georgia, and so many more. And that's why it makes all the sense in the world for the ABV Podcast to partner up with Pelican Craft Brands. Cafecito Coffee Roasters is another great company that we partner with here on the ABV Podcast because not only do we love craft beer, but we also love craft coffee as well. Small batch craft roasted coffee that is roasted daily so they can control the roasting process and deliver to you a great quality product. Best coffee. I drink it all the time. You should as well. Check them out online, cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. You need the proper glassware to drink your beer and your whiskey out of, and you can find it at Hops in the Hollows. Go to hopsinthehollows.com, and when you purchase your glassware from the website, At checkout, use the promo code ABV and you save 10% on your total order. That's ABV, promo code at checkout at hopsinthehollows.com. That's hopsinthehollows.com. This episode of the ABV podcast was recorded at Cypress Coast Brewing on March 3rd. beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we love talking about them, too. We do both right here on the ABV Podcast. First of all, you know, kind of people doing those, like, traditional lighter styles. Yeah, and I think that's like the big thing we've been pushing is like doing a lighter beer that you can drink multiple times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's cool to pound, you know, like the 10, 12% stouts, but like, there's definitely something to be said for a 4% like easy drinking beer that's flavorful. Especially if you can make it like taste like a bigger beer, you know? Right, like, right. You can bring full flavor into it. Thank you. 
I do a CIP after every brew day? We try to. There's been a couple times where we're like, no. <laughs> yeah, they can wait. If you're gonna do like, will you just do one one brew a week? That's not just like told him. I was like, just run another brew. We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So we're recording. Oh, nice. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Chuck. Hey Jay. Uh, <laughs> what are we gonna name the show? Hey guys. Oh, it started. Oh, we'll, fi we'll figure that out after. Yeah. My new thing is I just hit record and just go. Oh, okay. Just like, like 30 minutes ago. We do need. <laughs> <laughs> Not 30 minutes ago. Okay. Like, five maybe. Okay. Yeah. Basically, since you woke up this morning, I've been recording. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if you know <laughs> this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just for show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Our whole lives. This didn't even work. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean, know if you're familiar with this movie called The Truman Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is basically a podcast version of that. Uh, yeah, so we're drinking beers. I mean, y'all been brewing beers for most of the day. Uh, Our whole lives. Sam and Matt here with uh, Devin Chat Brewing hanging out. Y'all brewed. So Justin and Caleb went up to Shreveport to brew a beer with y'all. Yep. Uh, which you're drinking right now. I have. Yeah. I have the four I had pack. Earlier. Yeah. You got a four oh, pack sweet. of it. Oh, I didn't realize y'all had cans. Yeah, we, we, oh, yeah. yeah, we got cans. Yeah. We're, we're sitting on a kayak. The seven tap guys are high class. In the two <laughs> yeah. they, they're, they're very bougie. Yeah. Uh, they like to package shit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a canoe, not a kayak. Is it yeah, a hero? It's a canoe. Hero, however you want to yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Is okay. it hero south of I 10? Yeah. I think that's what it is. They have safety first. They've got their life jackets. I know. Look at that. That's it, man. Please recycle, man. <laughs> Pops growing on the cypress trees. Yeah. Man, where is this at, Louisiana? I want to go hang out there. Hypnotic Swamp Pop Ride. Swamp. Hypnotic Swamp Ride. West Coast Hot IPA. Night. Yeah, yeah. Westy. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's a style that's been rearing its head back into the market. Yeah, lately. I think, you know, I think it's, you know, like, I, I always hesitate to say, like, this style is coming back or it's gonna right. dominate the market. I, I think it I think they start kind of resurfacing and hanging out for a little while. Um and then kinda maybe stick around, maybe go away. But uh, yeah. this one was super fun to brew, man. Like Yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. Um because I know we did it like everybody does the hazies and like yeah. uh, here's a juicy one. But we wanted to do something a little different obviously, so um, and then y'all tried a different yeast with this if you want to talk. Yeah, we, uh, well, I think we always like to brew like the beers that we want to drink. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's always been like our number one goal is just brew stuff you like to drink. And like, I've always, I've had a few pretty solid West Coast like back in the day. And like now it seems like you just can't find them anymore. There's still some on the shelves, but like yeah. you can't always get like a fresh West Coast like from a lot of breweries, like because right. it's just not always being brewed. And, uh, I don't know. You go to California, you see it all over the map. Over yeah, especially there. from the days when that's like about all you could get. Yeah. yeah. See, you say that like all over California. I was recently in Anaheim, and dude, it's all hazy IPAs. It's still hazy for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Like there's, there's still, hazy there's still, still fresh exists. West Coast. Yeah. yeah. No. So some of the breweries had West Coast, but it was weird being on the West Coast. And like our Drinking first an East Coast, right? Like our first stop was at Monkish, and it was like they had one West Coast, and it was all hazy, yeah. And they were all incredible. We went to Bottle Logic, and Bottle Logic had Bottle Logic had probably three, maybe four West Coast, but it was a lot of hazies. But they do a lot of stouts over there as well, and they're all yeah. like a lot of barrel aged, real boozy stouts, yeah, which was super fucking cool. But 
in West Coast IPAs is for for me is what and I feel like for a lot of people we've talked about this on the podcast before that's what I started drinking like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale yep. Stone yeah. you know IPA and stuff like that, that. Was definitely like the introduction introduction to a lot of people sure like yeah. You do your, uh, you know, macro American lager or whatever, and the next thing you try is like your imports and Heineken, and then it's okay. Here's a West Coast. Now you're into beer, right? And like once you get into that, like that's it. But it definitely started my love on them because yeah, I you know growing up drinking you know the macro yeah. beers like what you know you taste it it's like what is this like rich caramel like bitter what is right, 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 right. <laughs> that's in a beer you like, know? what is going on yeah. There's no way this is beer. Like, yeah, and if you grew up on like Budweiser and Coors Light yeah, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that, you just, when you drink something like that and there's flavor characteristics to it, you're just going, wait, beer can be this? Yeah, it's like water. It's not like right. Yeah. yeah. Or like me drinking Natty Lights out of the back. Oh yeah. My sure. Best friend's truck. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Beer can taste good. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's wild, man. But, yeah. I'm gonna start off. This and this is fun because we use a lot of modern techniques. So I'd say it's like a modern West Coast, you know, really like it, you know, using newer age hops, using newer age like techniques like to brew it. I mean, even yeah, the West Coast itself, like that style, has has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be super caramelly and full body, yeah. but still really like a bitter bomb, and right. then. I think we're trying to do some techniques that take out a lot of that super sugary caramel sweetness, back off on that, but still have like a, a bitter bomb that yeah. is different than a New England style where you're you're not getting that super bitter bite. But, uh, yeah, I bring it into that modern age where it's for the palate now, you know, because right. back then the palate was, you know, people's palates, their preferences were way different. Yeah. And now it's, 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 it's kind of shifted a little more like sugar, a little more soft, you know, mm-hmm. less, less bitter profile. And this, I feel like this kind of melds those worlds really well. Yeah. Like, and like there's so much going with the hops now where it like used to be, okay, here's a pine hop. Here's a fruity, citrusy, zesty hop. Yeah. And that was it. And now like there's so many different varietals that you can use and you get so much depth of flavor from that as well too you know like that's kind of the cool thing because we use some New Zealand hops which is something isn't very traditional in West Coast no, yeah. at all I mean um, I was listening to another podcast uh, and like Vinny from Russian River was talking and like because like Pliny the Younger is like I want to try one of the most popular so beers but it changes year to year and yeah. like yeah he was saying, like, back when they first started doing Pliny, Pliny the Elder, also, he was talking about that, but, uh, like, they, you couldn't get all these different hops that you can nowadays, so, like, they were brewing it uh, with just, like, some of the most basic hops that, like, Columbus and, um, I think, like, the, uh, probably a couple, the of, the, hops, couple yeah. of the sea yeah, hops, yeah, like, but Cas- I don't even know if Cascade, like, yeah. maybe Cascade, but some of those weren't even, some of those weren't even invented back then, so it's, like, even then, like, over the course of like the next like 10 years all these new hops start coming out and nowadays you fast forward to now and like you got um, I think he was saying Pliny the Younger has Nectaron in it really? uh, this year wow so like they're 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 moving forward with the times too and that's um, in distribution now like originally Pliny yeah, the Younger was like you had to go to the Russian River Tap yeah. Room to get it now it's like they're kegging it they're putting it out in the market like, yeah. which yeah. is crazy yeah, think and the people are lining up for it. And it, it, yeah. it kind of makes me excited to hear that because, like, I've always thought, like, the flagship 
you know, I've never liked just sitting on the same flagship year over year. It's always good to be able to brew the same beer over yeah. time, but like even him, like brewing Pliny, like he's he's still experimenting with it, even though it's one of the most popular beers over there in, in California across the you know country as well. But yeah, I mean, he's not he's never satisfied with that one recipe. He's always trying to tweak it a little bit. Right. Yeah. What I absolutely love about the craft beer industry is that like we're never satisfied, right? Yeah. Like, we want to keep moving forward, and, and beer just keeps evolving. And like it's, it, it blows my mind that you know like it's it's simple ingredients, but all of a sudden it can be a, you know a million different combinations. Right. Million different tastes. I think that's the art in it. Like you can just make something your own, and like, like here at Cypress, we try to do a lot of stylistically accurate and whatnot. But it doesn't mean you can't do your own twists and whatnot. You know, so like, there's still a ton of like room for growth and whatnot. Um, and like you said, you always want to do your take or what yeah. you want to drink or what you think. Like a lot, like a chef, or you know, like yeah. Cooking, so. yeah. I mean, like a, just like a chef with a brewer, I feel like no matter how good the brewer thinks the beer is when it's released, in the back of their mind, they're always like, you know what? I could have adjusted this, 100%. or I could have dropped the hops at this point to this point to enhance this flavor. Right. No matter how good the beer is, and how how well the public receives it, yeah. you're your own worst critic, and you're gonna sit there and just be like, ah, this could be better. Why didn't I do twenty percent of this instead of ten percent? Right. You know exactly you have to kind of get out of your head too because you're like the average consumer I think wouldn't taste a lot of that stuff but mm -hmm. then you're just like ah, I want this yeah I gotta do this but and then you also know. got the guys that'll get on untapped and be like uh, the beer like yeah the you know, just, and the beer nerds will rip you yeah for like the stupidest things yeah. I, like, I kind of I kind of love still being in the head like yeah never satisfied keeps motivating me because yeah, it's true if I'm if I'm happy with something, I realize I did something wrong. Because, like, there's so many different ways to yeah. tweak it. Like, and then and it's that, that thing, too. It's like, I could love a beer for three years, maybe, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, this tastes old to me. Yeah, and then you got to reinvent right. the yeah, wheel. I want to change this a little bit. What yeah. if I tweaked it and, like, yeah. made something right. that's my favorite thing into my new favorite thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, what hops are in uh, this this collab that you guys did up at Seven Tap? Uh, I think we started off with the like kind of more traditional method for a West Coast. So we went in uh, with Cas I think it was Cascade and the boil or Chinook. Chinook, Chinook. yeah. Chinook through the brew process. Did you put it yeah. on the label? We did. Yeah, I, I could see, everybody it. Brewer, I see a little bit. Brewer notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't always put the hops on there, but we'll you know at least put it on Untapped or something if yeah. it's not on a label. Sure. Sometimes we don't know what hops. We'll brew the damn beer and yeah, just right. like. Oh, wait, uh, these hops look good, and like you don't need but about a, you need another sure. two weeks later, and you're gonna throw in the hops. Or FedEx, for, like today, FedEx didn't deliver our hops. What are we gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> we usually at least have a good idea, but sometimes yeah. it it gets some last minute changes. But yeah, there's yeah. been many a times where I'm like, I wonder what hops are in this beer, and I go to Untapped, like maybe they put it, and I'm just like, nope, they didn't put any, they didn't put notes or nothing. Like, all right, I just gotta figure yeah. this out. Oh, I definitely put it on Untapped so that I know when I'm talking to people. Uh, yeah, it's it Chinook all the way through the beer, and then we uh, part of that modern like new age kind of we used uh, incognito. Okay, it's like that that 
hop concentrate in our whirlpool. Try to just like Chinook incognito. Right? Yeah, 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 Chinook incognito, and then try to boost that aroma. And which, again, is not something that's like known for a West Coast. You're not getting all this crazy hop floral notes or like fruity like aromas. You, you know, so it's kind of one of those things we wanted to like pair it with it. But uh, yeah, and then the dry hop I think was like had like motuaka thrown in there. And yeah, some new. Ze- it was like some New Zealand, yeah. like a little bit more new school style, yeah. I guess. But um, yeah, again, really just kind of like boost that that modern aroma right but now we've we've attached it to this this old school beer gotcha kind of couple it so you guys are in town today at cypress coast y'all y'all brewed uh a collab here uh to go with the one that Justin and Caleb went up to Shreveport and did at Severtap. This one that was a Belgian IPA. But before yeah. we jump into that, like I wanna I wanna talk about the process of the one that's on tap here now at Cypress Coast that people can come and drink. Uh, when it came time to decide what style, the recipes, hops and all that stuff, like how do y'all go through that process? I think it's different for every collab but like at the end of the day I think a collab you know for us like we just want to get to know another brewer hang out with them for a day so like Luckily, it's not always like the specific. (laughs) We're not always like we got to do this beer or this beer. Like sometimes, you know, for them, you know, here, like it's kind of like what you know. We both wanted to try something new, but like also like what what do y'all want to try to do, and what do y'all want to feature in your tap room that has both of our names on it, and what makes sense for y'all in the tap room because you know your customers and I mean for us doing the West Coast. We've always wanted to do a West Coast. We just needed the, the right opportunity to do one. And they've, they've done a few here, and I mean, mm-hmm. we can pass some ideas across before we do one just to kind of make sure we're, you know, kind of dotting our I's and stuff. But, uh, yeah, and I think, like, one thing that we always view when we're doing collabs is, like, like also kind of, like, what can we learn from each other? Like, hey, y'all do this really well. We do this really well. Like, what can we mash up and do together that's, like, fun and new and whatnot? Yeah. So... Um, that's something that we kind of like when we go and do collabs that we kind of look for and like want to try to figure things out you know and like put our own spin to things as well um, what works for y'all what works for us like what can we do um, and that's always fun and then when we do it in both locations it's like hey let's do something that like the spin up there but then we can do a spin down here and it's kind of in the same style or in the same vein you know like yeah. um, that's always fun because you can see like how different yeast play out or how different hops or different beer styles will play off of each other too so I like the fact that you guys are brewing different beers you did the West Coast IPA up there y'all doing a Belgian IPA here mm-hmm. I've seen some breweries that like do collaborations and just do the same beer right and then it's like that's cool because like maybe distribution wise you can't get that here so they come in right. here so it can be released here but I do like the fact that you can you can do different styles of beer like you could have done a lager up there and then come here and do yeah. like a, you know a Belgian quad like whatever yeah. you want to do but y'all doing a Belgian IPA here so let's talk about that beer uh the, the process behind how that came about, the hops and all that stuff. Yeah, that's something like, again, like we've been wanting to do here is a Belgian IPA. Like I, I think a lot of people know I'm kind of the Belgian traditional European you are. guy. So, uh, that was something we've been wanting to do down here, kind of like how they wanted to do a West Coast up there. So when we were talking about ideas that kind of like just, it made sense and worked. Like we do a West Coast there, we do a Belgian here. Um, we talked about different yeast stuff, like different yeast profiles or whatnot. And I think we said 
set on the Lachute strain, which is kind of like a neutral, um, really clean and easy drinking. So it's not like too like funky and saison y right. farmhousey. So it really will mimic like the West Coast kind of, just like slightly different. Um, and then the hops are a lot more traditional because we're doing the Belgian, obviously. So I think it's like Chinook and Amarillo and um, Chinook Amarillo. Caleb just sat down. Chinook Caleb is here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, Chinook Amarillo Matoika. Yeah, so like a little spin, but... There's actually some carryover between the two beers with, I think, uh, the Matoika. Yeah, the Matoika. Chinook. Chinook. That's a great uh, Matoika. Yeah. I love Chinook. I just like a whole lot with Chinook. I think I would like to revisit it soon. I don't know. There's so yeah, many hops. Some of that Michigan Chinook. Yeah. Yeah, that, that fancy Chinook. Yeah, yeah. super fruitier. Yeah. yeah. Just super clean and pine. Yeah, that's kind of what I love about collabs, though, man. It's like this, it's like you've had a few and you're more courageous about what you do. Right, and, yeah. You, know, like, yeah. you kind of be like, all right, this is my excuse to do what I want. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't really have to follow in a trend. You don't have to, like, because I mean, most people are going to see a collab and be like, that's awesome. I want to try that. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Regardless of what style or anything. So it's kind of like gives you a little extra courage. You know, like, I think since I've met Sam, we talked about West Coast, you know, and so it's kind of like, that'd be really cool to do one. And then we're like, hey guys, you want to do a West Coast? They're like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like we're, I'm always looking for an excuse to do a clear beer of any kind. Yeah, yes. there you go. Yeah, it just yeah. well, it made us think a little bit more. You know, we were in a rhythm, just pumping out like hazies, and like a, like you're still doing something hop forward, but you you have to tweak your recipe quite a bit, and uh, it's just fun to think about and like do a little more research and back end work to yeah make that work. We're definitely going to do some more for sure. I mean, I love that style myself, and uh, yeah. Try some big, new things. My big thing has always been, as, as the Louisiana craft beer scene has grown over the years, and we have so many great breweries in the state, I, I love the fact of local breweries teaming up together and doing collaborations. Yeah. Like, I get it. If, if you get a chance to do something with, like, another half or, you know, something like that, that's, that's fine. But I love the support of local breweries getting together and brewing something, you know, that's it's what I think is for the state. Like you guys are like Shreveport, Badgers coming together yeah. to brew something there and here. I love that. I support that. I push that all the time. I want right. more of that. Yeah. It's a fucking wonderful thing, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Make make Louisiana a beer state. Right. Nice. Like be known for beer, you know, and, and, and that's that's awesome. You know? Yeah. Being able to reach out to guys that like you know, mirror the same mentality right. and like do yes, let's make awesome beer. Yes. You know, and, and do something cool, you know, like have that camaraderie. Cause like, you know, we're all like we're all different backgrounds, different you know, like you know, grew up different places and, and then all of a sudden we're together and we're like we can just talk about beer all day. Who wants it? Right. Yeah. I think that's been the biggest thing in the last couple of years that you've seen a I think you've seen a ton more collabs in the last few years. One is because we have more breweries now, obviously, but For sure. two, there you go, sound effects. <laughs> Got to get that on Thanks there. for the touch-up. Are you <laughs> Caleb, you need um, a can of beer? You've been, you've been brewing. And, and I think also, like, yeah. like you said, also, like, the quality has just gotten so higher, and, like, we're learning from each other. Like, it still is, like, a very fledgling uh, thing down here, you know? Yeah. Like, we haven't been... We don't have too many brewers that have been around, you know, for like 10, 15, 20 years or right, longer. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're all trying to learn and figure out and like hone in our craft and whatnot. So I think that that's also a big thing with the collabs is learning and taking off each other and figuring things out. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I, in, I in the Baton Rouge area, Tin Roof is the, the longest tenured brewery. What, like 10, 15? Uh, 
it'll be 13 yeah. years this year. They started yeah. in 2010. Yeah. So the fact that there's now, what, seven in the greater Baton Rouge area or eight? Yeah. Some like that. Yeah, I mean, depending on how far out you want to go. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, well, if you're including Gonzales and St. Gabriel, you have Astruma, Tin Roof, Cypress, Rally Cap, Lachin, uh, Agile, Gila. Uh, grain creations. Grain creations, yeah. So you got, you got eight. Yeah. Like, within that, a 40 minute walk. Yeah. yeah that's amazing for yeah. Baton Rouge for years. That yeah, for years had, had two. Yeah, and then we had two. one in Southern, Southern Craft yeah. came. Baton Rouge blowing up, man. Yeah. Going well down here. Well, if you've been in the traffic, you know that. <laughs> I don't know if it's blowing up or it's just the fact that people just can't fucking drive. We have a lot of people that stop in because they can't get anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, that aspect of like the, the small, like almost neighborhood breweries that yeah. are like, it's kind of like, you see the influence of, of where you, you know where it's at and everything. You know, like like a gumbo up, up in North, you know, Shreveport is going to be a different than a gumbo down, you know, here even midway, right. Louisiana, and then even more so during you know South and the West, you know. So it's like you get to kind of like experience all of the like like different people's perspective on beer. Yeah. And, and I love that. I mean, like, yeah, you know, like, it's, it's 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 cool to have beer you can get wherever you go in the nation, but like to be able to like walk in here and have beer that. No one else can really get is is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's you get to see what someone's interpretation of, of what's beer to them. It's something we've talked about here on the podcast a lot. It's like there were so many years where you had people that would mule beer from out of state. Like I want some Alchemist, I want some Trillium, I want some Treehouse or whatever. We're brewing so many great beers from all the great breweries we have in the state. Yeah. That's not a thing anymore. People are trying to mule beers from from you guys and Seven Tap and Great Raft really? and Bayou Tesh. Oh, like, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. no, no, absolutely. <laughs> but like, luckily for you guys, y'all are with uh, Pelican Craft Brands. So oh, yeah, they do a great job. Yeah. 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 But like, for tap room only releases that you guys yeah. might be doing, like, yeah. I need a crowler that, like, if somebody's going to Shreveport, get me this oh, beer. Yeah. PBJs. Right, yeah. yeah. And that's great that that's Cheesecakes. here in Louisiana as opposed to us trying to get beer from, you know, across right. the nation. That just speaks on the volume of quality beers that we're brewing here in Louisiana. And that's a, that's just, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we got more craft beer nerds, you know, they, yeah. we got to... We got to get you know people off the domestics, and Louisiana is still one of the highest uh, domestic you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a slow process out there. It's a slow process. It, I feel like it's getting there, but it's just. And I don't want every brewery out here to be like brewing a blonde ale just to you know. I get it, like that you gets pay the in bills. the tap room, yeah. and it pays the bills. I get right. that, but it's like, man, there's. Like you don't if you don't like an IPA that's fine. You don't have to go in and drink an IPA. There's other beers like there's there's lagers and pilsners that breweries in Louisiana brew that are better than a Bud Light. I think and that's Michelob Ultra and all that shit. I think that's the good thing about it down here is like Louisiana didn't really have that scene where it was like craft beer and whatever since. So like across the nation you had trends where like oh this like sours are fun or like barley wines are in or whatever English yeah. browns we didn't have that we had okay we have a handful of breweries and it's hazy IPA hazy IPA right, hazy right. IPA so now that we're able to have so many small breweries and we can all do like the west coast and the English bitters and stuff like that now people are tasting beers they've never had um, and that's going to help develop people's palates and realize like oh beer's not just 
cold piss water. Right. You know. Cold piss water. I'll never go in and look at it. Fully not a domestic. Yeah, there's. Look, I love. You gotta respect them. There's a course banquet, man. I will do it. No, they're great for is like, I will go for it any day. But it's got, and like, and you think those brewers out there, man, brewing that beer, they're the most talented brewers in the nation. They are. Can you imagine? Creating a singular beer that is shared over 50 yeah, days. Yeah. And and so like I'll never knock it, obviously, because you know, late at night, I won't knock back the high life or a creamy, you know. Something like, you just want to think about. Yeah. Like, like Miller High Life, there's a bar in Prairieville where I where I live that when I go there and they have ghost, I can get ghost when I go to this. And I can get on V and I think they have first pitch. Yeah. And I'm just like Miller Highlands. Dude, because yeah. it's a dive bar and it's just like, this is what I, I should drink, be drinking in this bar. I drink like, Coors Banquet and Pats when I go to a dive bar. I'm sorry. If I'm a radio Caleb, bar. What about you? Oh, I drink Bud Heavies at the Monster Truck Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you had a Monster <laughs> Truck Show. So you're at a Monster Truck Show. Well, yeah. you? Yeah. I am all about a Pats. So. A Pats? Yeah. All right, look. Yeah, I mean, but like a Michelob Ultra, I can't drink. Like, it's just like, it doesn't do anything for me. No. A Bud Light, a Bud Heavy, I will drink. I'll take a Bud Heavy over a Bud Light. I'm not, any day. I'm not super excited, but I mean. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just need a beer in my hand. But I mean, sometimes. like, no, nobody's super excited. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where you're like, Kind of like how you said, like, if I'm at a dive bar, I'm getting, like, banquet or something. Like, sure. If I'm at a friend's barbecue and, like, hey, here's a nice chance to make ultra, even then I might not reach into it, but I'm more likely to. I'm trying to bring like, my own beer for yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, It's like hating on domestic, I like hate on corn, right? Like, it's, it, corn's everything. There's a thousand different ways to make sure. it. Sure. It's yeah. like, man, every day of the week, I'm probably going to eat a low taste. But there's that one day, I just want some fucking corn. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just corn. some fucking corn, man. <laughs> It's corn. Corn yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's corn. It's corn. <laughs> I think, I don't know, like if you, uh, this would be a test, it would be a fun test, I don't think we would ever do it, but like, you bring someone that just only drinks like Michelob Ultras into your tap room, Yeah. and you, ha you hand them a bottle of Michelob Ultra, you take a keg of Michelob Ultra and you tap it behind your bar and you pour it out your tap, and you're like... Try our, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to clone Michelob right, Ultra yeah. to see if you like this, and you set it by them, and then you give them a, give them that bottle of Michelob Ultra, and they they go back and forth. They're like, I just like the Michelob Ultra better. I'm like, well, are you yeah. sure? Can they're somebody please Ultra? do that? Can yeah. somebody please do that? Because I want, to, I want to. I, I just think they're scared of like craft beer bars. I mean, I guess so I agree. They, you know, they don't want to be there. going to walk in and be like, I can tell that from freaking mile away. I can smell it over here. The problem is. <laughs> I think with a lot of the, the public is the word craft. Yeah. You put that in front of beer and they're just like, it's some bougie, perfumey, hipster yeah. kind of like, we don't want to drink that. Right. And that's because like I said, I think it's a downfall of like having Louisiana scene where it was like, for a while it was just nothing and then it was just goes to the machine and all sure. you know? Yeah. So everybody associates craft beer with gifts because for a while that was it. Yeah. Um, but I think we're definitely past that at this point now. Yeah, I agree. It's just getting people to try different things. Like we had that, our English bitter that we have on Fugly Duckling is like That's a, good a traditional Delicious English. Beer, yeah. yeah. And like people come in and they're like, one, they associate bitter and they think hoppy West Coast IPA. They're like, oh, I don't like that. And I'm like, 
but it's in English style. It's not actually bitter. It's right. you know, right. and like getting people to understand that. And it's like six percent, but it's super easy to drink. It's yeah. caramelly. It's rich. Like just a good beer. Right. And I think that's kind of where a lot of the craft beer industry shoots itself in the foot. Is, you know, like we want to be true to style. We want to like call it the style it is. But it's like you know, like I explain beer to a lot of people that don't know what you know yeah. ESB is, or you know, like yeah, I'm like man, you know, it tastes kind of ready. You know, like yeah, it's malty, it's sweet, you know, like it's, it's sweeter. You, right, you might like it. You know, and like I mean. I mean, I would say, almost case in point, is my my dad, growing up, fucking hated me. Like, yeah. he'd drink it because it's what what was around. Yeah, it was there. Right, right. He came across the sour that we brewed one day, and it was, he, he hadn't looked back. Yeah. He don't even touch it domestic anymore. Yeah. <laughs> He's always, hey man, you got a new, like, a new flavor? Yeah. <laughs> you got a new flavor? Hey man. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Where is yeah. it at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother the same way. He, like, he hates anything bitter. And I, you know, I, I'm opposite. I love bitter. It's right. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite, like, palate flavors. Like, but sour, you'll drink all day, every day long. Like, yeah. doesn't matter. He, that dogfish, I think, was what I introduced him to originally. And it was like the... That sea, the, the sequin shell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they're like, "What is this?" I was like, "It's beer." I'm like, <laughs> no, no, this isn't beer. No, this, this ain't, not. This, this ain't beer. This I, is I, pine I, salt. I got right, yeah, beer. Yeah, this, this is awesome. It's yeah. Sour and fruity. Yeah, yeah. Beer. Yeah, this doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, but it's like you know, like we we describe beers the way we know beers, and, and I think you know, like general populace, like you know, they didn't grow up like we did. We didn't like they didn't fall in love with beer. They you know they they need to be introduced to it. And then, right. I think we get in our own way sometimes with like oh, they love domestics. It's like no, they just haven't had the beer that they would like. They haven't know? tried anything different. Yeah, they don't and, know right. anything different. And I think that's yeah. that's our job. You know, like we should be stewards of this this craft style. And be like, you should try this, dude. Like, right. beer's been around a lot longer than a lot of fucking shit. Exactly. And like, so it's like. Try it out, you know. But it's also a hard job for y'all because there's so many people that are set in their ways. Yeah, it is, it is. This is what they drank their entire life. They don't want to try anything new. This is it. If you don't make anything that tastes like this, they're not going to give it a shot. I mean, yeah. And, and yeah. that I like. I don't envy y'all for being in this position to try to like brew a beer to get someone to enjoy it and or, maybe open them yeah. up to deal with the untap rating one one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, come on. Sometimes it's like, I think it's on the, the person themselves and their personality. Because, I mean, not like I don't think anybody really got me into craft beer necessarily. I mean, a yeah. little, little, little bit here and there, but I was more willing to like leave. Like, I didn't really love the domestics that much. And I was like, let me see what else is out there. And then I started going down that rabbit hole. And, yeah. You know, it's, I, I think just like people that go out to eat, you know, they might just go to Chili's every night because that's all they want to do. But right, it's all they've known. Like this is where we go. We go to Chili's. I guess if you yeah. took them out to eat to a really fine, you know, restaurant or something like Key Mexico in Shreveport, or you fat know, or fat, yeah, or fat calf, you know, we heard that plug. You might be able to yeah. Yeah. shout out. I feel like, the, and, and I started out with this way, like, kind of, like, bitter about people that just didn't understand it. And then I started, like, realizing, like, if you find a way to relate to these people, they're, 
they're not only gonna be more willing, they're gonna be more willing to like, you know? Right. And, and, and so it's like, you kind of have to approach it like a sales pitch almost, you know? It's like, just stick with me, because yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna find We're taking you on a, you know, we're like, taking yeah. you on a journey, and, and like, like, come yeah. with us. You know, and... I had uh, a couple from Dallas come in the other day, and, and the husband was just like, man, I, you know, like, I really only love hazy IPAs. And I was like, do you know what, dude? That's fucking badass. Yeah, it's great. I was like, I'm glad you're drinking that. You know, like, I'm glad you found something that you love. Yeah. yeah. And, like, love to drink. Because, you know, like, there's there's too many of us that, you know, like, oh, I mean, if you don't like lager, you don't even know what you're talking about with a beer. Yeah. But, man, there's a style that resonates with someone, like, 100%. Absolutely. Like, I will never encourage my brother or my dad to drink an IPA. Because I guarantee you they will spit yeah. it back out. It's like, this any sour I bring across their table, like especially seven tap sours, man, like they're just like, this is the best shit I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's also like you have to, you have to take that in consideration. Drink what you like, and exactly. Like, also, yeah, I'm not gonna like, you know, I mean I do, but like a burger and fries every night, or you know, pizza or something like. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just not into it, you know, and that's fine. Eat, drink what you like, and if it's a blonde ale or if it's a German Bilzer or if it's a Saison or a farmhouse funky sour cool like get what you want yeah, you know? but also just don't be don't be afraid to try different things either you know like don't pigeonhole yourself yeah. at the same get, time get outside of your wheelhouse I mean so I'm, I'm a date myself but like growing we up we all know yeah yeah I'm old I we just, know I turned 50 in December I'm an old fuck uh Growing up in the 80s, like, all my friends drank Coors Light and Budweiser. That was the beer that everybody drank. I never drank it because I didn't like it. Yeah. So growing up in the 80s, I didn't drink beer because I just didn't like the taste of it. Uh, I drank Crown Royal. That Crown Royal and Coke. That was my drink as a fucking high school kid going to parties. Into my 90s. Into, my, no, into the 90s, not into my 90s. Going into the 90s. When I was, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm in bars. I'm playing in bands. I'm doing all this shit. Like, well, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna try to start drinking beer. Yeah. I, Coors Light was the one thing I gravitated towards because it didn't taste like anything. Yeah. It just like it was water. Like, fine, I'll drink this to be cool and hang out with my friends. But then I tried Red Stripe. I'm like, let me see what this tastes like. I'm like, oh, this is. I like this. This has some flavor to it. And then I got into Killian's Irish Red. Everybody yeah. knows Killian's. Yeah, I went through a phase. Drank, yeah, <laughs> drank a lot of Killian's. And then in the in the, then of course I drank Abita Amber and Turbo Dog and all that stuff. Uh, but then getting into the early 2000s, I remember working for Prisona Audio, proud sponsor of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> And there was uh, a, the beverage store that is across was across the street from it and still open on Florida Boulevard. I'll say that, that beverage store, not that, all yeah, beverage. No, the beverage store. And me and my buddy Ross, who helped me start ABV Podcast, we were we we bonded over like trying different beers. So we would go there, not knowing what the styles were, what the flavor profile was. We'd literally look at labels and go, that's a cool looking label, let's try this beer. And we'd grab four or five beers, go back to my apartment, and just drink them. And it was like, don't like that, like this, don't like that, like this. And that's how my craft beer palette was formed. Just like trying anything. Like I, like I, was, I wasn't opposed to any, like the only thing that I won't drink, because I've tried them and I just I don't fucking like them at all is smoked beers. I can't even I smoke don't beers, like yeah. smoked beers. It's either 
there's no smoke or it tastes like somebody put like a fucking log into a beer bottle and I just I can't do it it tastes like the water from a smoker pit and it's yeah. not even just are they beers t- are they pouring a, a gallon of liquid smoke into no, yeah. like, yeah. there's such a fine line on this it covers beers. you yeah, that, yeah. All, like the and good flavors of the beers right and yeah all I taste is, is smoke like this I want to taste the beer like maybe not just they smoke. barrel aged it and then maybe that would mellow I don't, it I don't out, know so. like I, I don't, that's one no. of those that's one of those things like I've tried to get into uh, even like to expand on scotches I can't do smoky peaty scotches. Like peaty, yeah. yeah, yeah. I same. see I'm not, and I don't like smoky beers, and so that's just. I know that that's a flavor profile. I tried it. I just I can't. It's just not for me. It's probably a reason why there's not too many flagship smoked beers. Or it's very hit yeah. or miss for me. I, I mean, yeah. it has to be a touch of smoke or I'm out. You know, like there was the only a touch. Yeah, a touch. Touch. yeah and, and that's a that's a balance. It's very hard to achieve because yeah. it is a strong. I haven't found it. I it's hard because it. it a little goes a very very long. Here's the challenge, y'all. Do a, well. A I will say smoke beer. <laughs> Next I'm collab, smoked IPA. There you go. Yeah. So I will. I'm thinking like a smoked, uh, <laughs> in, like it would be an imperial stout smoke, but it would be like adjunct to like a like a, a s'mores, but yeah. it had that smokiness to see, it. That I could see that makes sense to yeah. me. That makes yeah. sense if the smoke is like balanced with like you get the roastiness, you get the chocolate, and you get like. Like you said, eight hints of smoke. It. And you barely barrel barrel And you barely yeah. yeah. yes. Yeah. Now, fuck that. We're doing a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry, passion fruit, guava, sour, double yeah. dry Triple. hops. Yeah. And then we're just going to throw a bunch of ash in it. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing this thing. Like so, literal ash. Yeah. We're throwing ash into the fucking board. I will fully admit, one of the few beers that I've ever had that was smoked that I liked was um, Alaska. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Alaska beer, the, the smoke, smoke border. border. Yeah, that's cool. That's fantastic. Um, and then Parlow had a smoke lager, like a smoke pilsner. And I would not think I would like it, but that it was actually good. really yeah. good. Yeah. See, if I see He's a, doing magic down there. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing incredible beers down there. If I see a smoke beer on tap, I'm not order. drinking it. I'm just not. Like, in my head, I'm just like, that's going to be way too much for me. Yeah. And I What if we do free do samples? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, still, I still wouldn't do it. I'd still pass it up. I don't think I'd still do it. On a tangent on that, I would like to say, if you order something that you don't like when you go on Untap, don't just rate it because you don't like that no, stuff. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, but like... Bro, we, they're doing it for the check-ins. So I know. You can't, yeah. You ain't going to reach we out. Have, I like, literally get on... T- get on untapped to remember what beers I drink. Especially if like I'm traveling and I'm doing it's a nice beer library, dude. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh shit, all right, I had this beer. Like maybe I can it maybe it's in distribution, I can get it. Or if not, when I go back, I know what I liked, I'll get exactly. this beer. I mean, in the beer world you're, you're trying to plethora of beers. So right. And I, not, I'll look at a beer sometimes and be like, I think I've had you before. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna write some big scathing review. Yeah. I'll rate no, it like, just, you know, for I tasted it this time. Like, this is yeah. good. Like, I like this beer. There's just, like, there's nothing more disheartening or aggravating or annoying when you go on and, like, we had a black IPA and you go on and the ratings, that like... That's a good black IPA. Yeah, it was. But, like, 0.25. Don't like dark beers. Don't like IPAs. Then why'd you fucking then drink why, it? Why'd yeah. you rate it? Because like, it's in the name. Yeah. It's in the name. What did you expect? They just want to go and drink that beer so they can yeah. bitch about it later on. Like, yeah. I don't, don't like this don't, beer, but I'm going to order it. Don't rate it at all. Like, yeah. If like, you want to keep a ra- track of, like, what you've had... Anyway, that's my bitch my t- soap opera box. Wow, this beer tastes like pickles. It's a pickle beer. <laughs> it's it's called, a damn pickle beer, man. It's called it's Up a in a Pickle IPA. Yeah. <laughs> what did but, you expect? But also, Rally Cap does a beer called In a Pickle that not. has no pickles yeah. in it. It's a baseball reference. Yep. So it's yeah. like, you have people on there bitching on Untapped going, Doesn't taste like a pickle. Doesn't taste like a pickle at all. Fucking one store. Oh, like, uh, yeah. The motherfucker so in the description it says, it's not brewed with pickles. It's a 
you're it's a baseball them. term because yeah. they're a baseball them. brewery. Right, yeah. It's like, come on. Again, well, just because so. people don't they pay attention to the style. style. It's a hazy IPA. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a hazy. There's no... With pickle juice. No. There's no pickle no. juice. It's a good beer. <laughs> Jay to Cody wouldn't drink it because there's, there's pickles. There's pickles in it. Yeah. There's a pickle in the picture? Nope. No, no. You don't do pickle? No. Jay's not a pickle guy. He does not like that. Did you try the pickle beer? I did. I did this. Was it? Uh, what's the one out of Houston? Uh, Alaska. Oh, you talking about uh, Martin, Martin House? Martin House. Yeah. Yeah. Martin House, the Southern made pickle beer that they did or whatever. Uh, no so thanks. They, yeah. It's. I don't like pick, like. I'll if you eat don't pickles, like pickles. You want? I like. Pickle. I like pickles. I'll eat a pickle. It's fine. But like, my roommate fucking will drink. A fucking jar of pickle juice. Right. Yeah, he'll eat all the pickles and I, just drink the fucking. I do that as well. Yeah, I had pickle farm on the last. Time you did it with seven tap, huh? We made Jay drink it. Okay. Because <laughs> I remember that you yeah. were, you were oh, trying to get on pickles. the train. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Jay, remember when you drank pickle for him at uh, seven tap when we were podcasting and you hated it? Yeah. Did it taste yeah. like pickle juice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like beer, but yeah. I, I we were doing a train thing. I took a sip. Yeah, you should have just learned your trains, man. You wouldn't have to drink the pickle. <laughs> Well, we're we're completely sold out of it. So yeah. Yeah. somebody, no, like there's people it. out there that love fucking pickle beer. It's my, not me. My big, like, it's definitely not Jeff. I don't mind it. I, I, I mean, I'm the guy that drinks pickle juice. the whole craft beer, but I mean, you know, it's also craft beer because it's pickle juice. You know what you want, man. But you find an audience though with that. Like, oh no, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a, that's there the is thing, something man. for everyone. Yeah, that's yes, it, like hundred percent. Like there's, I said, the, my dad and brother are the sours. Like it's like. Maybe Someone's twice. pickle beer is the only beer they'll probably ever drink in their entire life. You know, yeah. like, guess what, dude? We did it. We <laughs> sold beer to we someone who yeah, made yeah, beer. Yeah. You know, like, so I don't know. Man. But there's a, I mean, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say the brewery because they're local and I love the guy and I'm not going to do it. But Ooh. like, made a, no, 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 it's not. It's just one of those things. Caleb's like, shaking his head they made, they made a sour and there's certain off flavors that can come from sours. Yes. And it is what it is, you know. And you would go and like read the untap ratings and stuff like that and they're all like scathing like, oh, this has this, this has that. Yeah. There's going to be that one guy like this tastes like feet and I love it. Yeah, you know, and 100%. so that's you. No, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. foot beer. Yeah, <laughs> that's my personal stock in the back. You'll leave it right. right. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch that. <laughs> There's gonna be that one person that like that's what they want, yeah. you know. And I mean, like the problem is, is you can't cater to that. That's a gorgeous pour, by the way. That's oh, a good yeah. pour. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's been working on that for thirty minutes. If this was a visual podcast, slow pour West Coast. Slow pour West Coast. Slow pour West Coast. That's a new stuff. If um. There's gonna I freaking lost my train of thought. Um, there's gonna be that style like that somebody will like, but like unfortunately we can't make beers t- to cater to that one person. Yeah, that's sure. the downside. Sure, and that's you know? the hardest part about. I mean, beer, and I guess taste in general, man. Like, is, yeah. this taste is so subjective, <laughs> right? And it's so hard to be like, this is the best beer I've had, and then someone look you in the face and be like, this tastes like dog piss. You yeah. know, it's like it's hard to hear that, but it's also like. This is someone that might eat, like, you know, fucking hot dogs every day for their lunch, you know? Ugh. So it's, I mean, not not. I don't like, like glizzies. I, lo- I love a good hot dog, but I'm saying, that's, that's what they do. They, you know, Pickles to Jay is hot dogs to me. So. <laughs> 
Wow, okay. <laughs> you just pissed off hundreds of hot dog eaters. Right, yeah, I know, but I love a good hot dog. Hot dogs are great. Have you not been a dad dog? I'm like, not <laughs> a hot dog. I love sausage, I love boudin, I love all that, but it's a hot, hot dog? dog? Nope. What about a pickle dog? <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so like, he said slow pour IPA. So slow pour is like, that's a thing right now like there's some breweries that do like a, there's a I don't know if it's called handle. a slow pour but it's like it's called something where it's like it takes a minute to pour yeah. a beer it's like a german sausage. yeah it's a yeah, german yeah, yeah, faucet right. that just pours in and it almost looks like it's this it looks like the consistency of milk because it's like looks like it's like all foam yeah it's but, it counts so it's, it's not a drip, well, there's but a it's small, like a yeah, it's sorry. a special faucet now but like the the, the premise is the same it's just yeah. you're kind of expressing some of the co2 right. yeah. you're allowing it to kind of warm up a touch you okay know? so you're just kind of like you're gonna get a better like creamy head that looks pretty but like what you're getting out of it is like a flavor that's kind of like a little more pronounced from all the malt and stuff that's in there that's allowed to be like i'm gonna breathe for a second before okay. you like yeah. start drinking me so we, you, know, like, you would need like a designated tap in your tap room to pour that you can, no you can do it with yeah. a regular tap right? you can yeah, do it yeah, i started yeah. working a seven tap. i did a slow pour don Pablo like the third day like okay all right you, know, just, you, just, you just keep just building that it, layer of head up yeah. gotcha up okay. and up and up and up and i i don't know i think it's, you're you're reducing some of the carbonation in the overall yeah, beer right. too but that's going into that head yeah and then it just gives you that it's kind of that's counter- something i've always wanted to do yeah, but it's I've kind of counter counterintuitive to how like you're taught to pour a beer but right yeah it's, for sure it's because you pour it violently and in the bottom of the glass and it foams like crazy and then you, so you have that, to wait you yeah, allow yeah, that yeah. foam to settle and then you, you do it again you hit it real hard and then right. until it's just like this crazy creamy billowy head but then the rest of the beer is like lower you know co2 so you're getting a little bit different expression from the same beer okay bring a little more maltiness out yeah. i think possibly yeah because yeah. yeah, yeah, like, co2 like, being out is then bringing like the brightness yeah. always the, make the analogy it's like you know like like co2 is ice to whiskey right yeah. like so you know you, you drink whiskey straight you're gonna get a lot of you know a lot of that volatility from the, the ethanol you're gonna get like you know, maybe not be able to pay attention to much flavor, but you put, you know, a couple ice cubes in there, let it sit for a second. Yeah, it opens it up. All yeah. of a sudden, it's splash of water. Open. Yeah. You can, it's, it's easier to drink, so you can kind of actually taste some of, the, like, the vanillas and, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the, the aged, like, portion of it. It's like, CO2 does the same thing for a beer, you know, like, you taste a flat beer, and then you taste a carb beer, they're going to taste almost, like, starkly different because it, it's gashing out in your mouth, it's expression, you know, of the flavor. So, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a good segue yeah. for this. Uh, How this, many glasses? Yeah, this yeah. Eagle Rare barrel pick uh, that J.D. Cody and I and did. Caleb gets off the runs away. Uh, the Falcon Rare is what this is. Woo. Uh, very limited uh, barrel uh, bottles that were that were released for the Bourbon Society of Baton Rouge, if you remember. Uh, if not, you should. It's like 50 bucks a year. You're, uh, you get some special release barrels that they do with a lot of uh, distilleries around the country. This is the one we do with Eagle Rare. Uh, I got two bottles of this, one for me to drink and one for me to hold on to for a while. So uh, I'm fine opening this if you guys want to try this. I didn't and I feel like I, I didn't die today, so I don't turn that down. I feel yeah. like Matt and Sam are here to drink. So. Yeah. I guess you could say that. I mean, if you're going to twist my arm yeah. and... I mean, Justin, you don't like whiskey at all, so... Like, no, I mean, not at all. Yeah, I mean... I only resist a little. Yeah, yeah, right. So we just need some cups. Yeah, yeah let me, um... 
Let me make some calls. Yeah, yeah, you talk to some people. <laughs> Talk, Talk to, to the owner, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know the owner guy. Like, <laughs> Actually, someone has the barrel from this. Uh, it might be pick. easier Let to us know. Yeah. do a check. <laughs> yeah. Well, I text. I don't know if y'all saw. Emma. I saw this. We're yeah, like, I texted him. I was like, "Hey, can I get a glass of Ludicrous?" Like, <laughs> so, so you're drinking Ludicrous Speed right now. Yeah, this is our Ludicrous Speed. That's our coffee brown that we use uh, French Truck Coffee. Yeah, nice. And so, like, they fresh roast it right down the road. It's that's a great partnership because it's literally. I can text Hannah and she'll roast the beans and it's like with 10 minutes down the road. That's great. And it's like straight into the beers. So like, we like doing a lot of coffee beers for that reason because like I love fresh coffee and it, we can't really get it much fresher than this, so. Agreed. I almost got that one earlier, but it was like, that was going to be my second beer, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go stout second, although I am a big stout drinker. I love stouts. Yeah. The flight. Brown ale, though, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. You get to sit in that, in that middle ground, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I meet Sam, you know, he's big into coffee and stuff, and, you know, like, you don't realize, like, how much coffee and beer kind of yeah. go hand in hand, you know? No, it's a yeah. very similar kind of process. You know, right, like, yeah. So it's like you're brewing, you're steeping, you're messing with water and, and ingredients. And we had, um... Craft coffee, craft beer. Exactly, yeah, yeah. We had, uh, the other day, we did, uh crawfish boil with Richard Kirkholder and all them. Yeah. And uh, we got our asses handed to it because it was busy. <laughs> um, so me and Richard literally, he brought like four or five sacks and like within an hour they were all gone. So like it was busy. So at the end I just poured like a thing of ludicrous and me and him just sat outside and we had a glass of um, Lese Verse had brought a bottle of uh, whiskey, uh, bourbon for us. And got it. Same. Need a knife? A mighty knife? I'm I'm You're like almost a, there. A, a, You're 90% there. I'm close. But um, uh, we had drank the uh, drank the ludicrous. <laughs> we were drinking the. Hit anybody in the face with my keys. We were drinking the ludicrous, and then we um started drinking that bourbon and like. Beer and bourbon is another like just magical combination that people don't think about. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean really kind of any kind of craft spirit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like, especially if you, it's like beer too. You had to learn how to enjoy. Right. It's like whiskey and gin and all and, that stuff. You gotta have to learn as well how to enjoy. Like and the bourbon, like the barrel aging and like adding the beer and oh, stuff like that. Yeah, like, for yeah, sure. The processes. Just, yeah. It's so fun to experiment with those two flavors and whatnot. And do things like that so um, that's another combination coffee beer bourbon beer scotch and beer like things you don't think would work but like really do yeah a lot you know I mean, that's been one of my favorite parts about like being so into beer and then working at a brewery is is like you're you're kind of taught like how to taste you know and like and i imagine it's yeah. probably yeah. a similar thing for you know chefs and stuff cooking and stuff but you slow down you start to be able to pick out flavors and yeah you know it's like it's it's i'd say it's always weird to have that association like oh this tastes like this you know right like, but it's it's like so somebody else come along that didn't taste like that at all it's just more like you figure out it's an association more than just like this is a one-to-one -one translation and right what what oh. beer did was it you know like working at a brew taught me how to taste other things you know like i 
I love wine now, and I can taste different things. In the it wine. opens up your palate. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. So you're definitely like experimenting and like trying to like find the nuances and like learning like you know like oh it's not just like juicy oh it's like pineapple or like not just pineapple it's like overripe pineapple or like candy stuff you know and like oh it's not just like sweet it's like burnt caramel or sugar right yeah stuff. so like I was like I can pick out vanilla and a bourbon super fast yeah right like, you know, whereas in before it's such that, a pronounced like style like right, yeah, you yeah. get that and you're like oh yeah that's vanilla but before you know I'd drink a bourbon and be like god that tasted crazy bro right. it's yeah, like fire water yeah. <laughs> fire water yeah. it burns dying, so good yeah. the flavor profile that I like picking up in bourbon I guess is like banana runs Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, do you think See? about it? Yeah. yeah. I, like, I love that. I like man. the I caramel. Like the char. Yeah. Like I want to get that 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 char from the barrel. Like I want to yeah. get that in there as well. Yeah. Well, like yeah, I get that oaky, that char. Oh, that's tasty. I like that. So I love that. Like the the taste association. Yeah. You know, it's like mellow this, kind of. Oh, that's really good. It, yeah, that's it, nice. it changes you from a black and white like it doesn't taste you to the, like there's grays. There's yeah. like different variations you know and yeah it's like this this is a whiskey that doesn't need an ice cube or water like you can just no. drink this as is it doesn't need to open up any like the flavors of that is this really it's cask it. strength i guess right or i think so jay is this cask strength do you know for, at all I don't believe. I think it's just single barrel. Just single barrel? Okay. okay. So, it's yeah, it's not going to burn you as bad. Right. Yeah. You don't have that, that burn on the back yeah. end of it. There's there's a little bit of it there, but it's not like, you know, no, overwhelming. Eagle, I mean, I know like that's like the new thing now, but it wasn't for me. Um, I've been drinking Eagle Rare for a long time. Right. And right. I think Eagle Rare is one of the better they don't designate it as single barrels, fun fact, because they continuously bear, they continuously bottle it. So legally, by definition, there's a chance that a bottle might have the bottom of one barrel and the top of another barrel. Right. Slight win. But 99% yeah. of the bottles you buy as Eagle Rare are single barrels. Um, and $30? Yeah, you can't, can't beat, beat it. You can't beat it. Before it got ruined and you could go... Now you have to hunt it down, but like you could go to gas stations and get it. Yeah, it was fantastic, and it still is. Um, so, this is like one of my favorite bourbons, like for a long time. Yeah. So how did this? Did y'all help decide on this, or was this just the the society? Some of the people of the bourbon society here. So the bourbon society came uh, on the Jay Cody show. It was a show we had on Talk One Seven Three, and uh, had three different barrels. They, they had three different whiskeys from three different barrels. Little, yeah, a little flask little, of everything. Yeah, little yeah. flask is like, y'all try these. Okay. Tell us which ones y'all like. Yeah. This is the barrel pick we're going to do. Okay. So this is Jay and I's, this is our pick for the Bourbon Society. And you got, to, you got to help pick. So the other ones were real good too, right? The other ones were really good. This, <laughs> this one, yeah, yeah, no, So no, we only yeah. want three yeah. barrels? Yeah. We got three <laughs> Look, I was down for like, I'll drink as many samples from as many barrels as I need to drink. You could, you could taste the differences a little bit. You could, the three. absolutely, you yeah. could. That's what I'm always curious about. Like, this was this one was more smoother for me. I got more uh, caramel notes okay. on this one yeah. than the other ones we had. It was very easy drinking. Didn't have that burn like, yeah, like you were saying, yeah, like yeah. on the back end. That's something uh, that I find interesting because, like, when we're testing beer and stuff, like you can, like, okay, like this tastes like ripe pineapple, or you can get the malt and stuff. Right. But, like when you're tasting bourbon, 
and you're drinking something that's like 114 for proof, like the nuance and stuff. Like, how do you pick it out? Like when you're sampling yeah. barrels, and I think that'd be one of the funnest things to do. Yeah. So my whiskey palate is still developing. It's like that's the one of the reasons why I joined the Bourbon Society Baton Rouge to like develop yeah. my palate more. Uh, Jay's palate is more developed for whiskey, so Jay could probably speak on this more. We're talking about our pick that we did yeah, with, another glass. With, with the Bourbon Society. Did we, uh, so I, I was going to mention one thing, though. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, I was asking y'all earlier about if this came with the barrel or not. But uh, so we we partnered, collaborated, whatever you want to call it, with yeah. uh, the Louisiana Bourbon Collective. Okay. And uh, so that's another big bourbon society group here in Louisiana. And they they specifically picked out, you know, barrel, just like that barrel pick from uh, Drift, Driftless Glen uh, okay. Distillery. Yeah. It's a rye barrel, but they got that barrel with their pick. So it, it's in our warehouse now with uh, the first brunch. Oh, in nice. Nice. That's going to be coming out in like a month. And uh, yeah, that first brunch is so good. Anyways, yeah, yeah we're uh, we're Whatever. we're happy and excited about that. They're super excited <laughs> about it too, just because yeah. they're getting to try. They bought all those bottles, and now they get to try the beer aged in those in that barrel from the bottles they select. Right. So we're just talking about the process of like how we went about picking this this bat this barrel for this whiskey. Yeah, they, I feel like you can speak on that better than I can. Well, it was. The Bourbon Society got three different samples in, uh, samples from three different barrels of Eagle Rare, and we tasted through them. Uh, and we really kind of felt like one of them tasted like a very, very typical Eagle Rare blend, which you know, for that single barrel to taste just like every other Eagle Rare is a testament to yeah. quality control and all that. Um, we had one that we would kind of said we didn't like even uh, quite as much, and then we had one that we really felt like was truly uniquely different. And better is subjective, but you, we could absolutely kind of taste them side by side and be like, well, this one as a single barrel is is unique right and that's the one we ended up going with it's delicious i are you getting those notes now yeah i mean and you know i i don't remember months ago which adjectives (laughs) we were using yeah i don't Uh, either i would imagine they're all great you know barrels i mean obviously they're they should be yeah right they were all really good any one of them could have been perfectly fine right and and our decision i I remember us really talking about it like well if we want the one that tastes the most like every other eagle rare it's this one but if we want a single barrel that's maybe a little more unique it's this that the one that we ended up going with it's like choosing between good good and good so once y'all picked it how long does it take it becomes a matter of preference at that point just kind of yeah, I well, like that. I guess it was four or five months. I feel like we did that in November or so. Yeah, and it came, about right. it came in mid to late February. Yeah, late October, early November probably yeah. is probably when we but did. But y'all, it. y'all do this regularly? 
Uh, we we drink whiskey regularly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe these yeah. guys yeah. do. The bourbon society. Y'all are part of. Are y'all? We are both members of the bourbon society. Let them kind of run it. But we got to do a. Uh, a radio show podcast where we yeah. pick this barrel. Sweet. Um, but so we're, we are not regularly involved with the barrel picks. Yeah. But we are active members of the Bourbon Society, uh, and the Bourbon Society does do. I mean, it might it might be close to one a month that they have. A, they do because we get. Y'all got some of their barrels, get, right? Yeah, I was gonna say because we get barrels from them, um, and we have stuff aging now in barrels that we got from them, and like. Uh, that's a great partnership with them because they're able to pick. They really do pick some top-notch barrels. Yeah, um, they get to work with some really cool distilleries. Yeah, and it's not just the big guys. Like they'll get like some small stuff that you don't really see around too often. And um, for us, for the breweries, it's great because we're able to get those barrels and then we can put our beers. And I mean, it's getting bottled right in the distillery, shipped down, and then like coming straight to us, and we're putting beer into it. Pretty, pretty wet still, I it's, guess. Yeah, like it burns your nostrils. Yeah, and so yeah. The last, a match. <laughs> yeah, so the last one we did was the uh, Kill Trip, which is our double barrel scotch ale. Um, we did that as a double barrel because we were able to get a rye barrel and a bourbon barrel. They were both the selects? or Yeah, they were. Uh, so they were from Wilderness Trace Distillery, and we were able to get um, a, a two yeah, different Wilderness barrels. Trail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. Good stuff. And um, so we did a scotch ale, and we did that, and then we blended it and did both barrels. Now we have a, a, a wild ale, a wild sour going into it. Um, a little double use action there. Yeah, and I mean, it's a good thing, like, we're able to get those cheap and the sense that it's like free which is great for yeah, us that's a good price yeah um we when we're buying barrels as a brewer it's like we have to even if you're getting the barrels for cheap like you're paying 100 150 shipping for sure not more so for them to get those barrels and pick out the bottles and get it shipped and then they david or alan will just drive it over to us like, we can't beat that. Dude, that's you know? huge. Yeah. And then they all want to come try that beer. Yeah, and it's, out yeah, usually, it's, you know, it's, it's great promotional. Yeah, yeah, great advertising. It's synergy, you know. Yeah. That's what I love the ingenuity that's like going into it too, you know, like so it's you know, like you hear about like oh yeah, yeah this was a whiskey barrel, we ate just out in it. Yeah. Packed just out, barrel we'll get to sell it at somebody's coffee table now. Yeah. But we the collective they came by and like sampled us a uh, a whiskey that was aged in a barrel that whiskey then a stout then a whiskey yeah right so it was like yeah. it was a barrel that was had a stout aged in it and then they immediately threw whiskey into it yeah you know and it was like this is crazy like, yeah <laughs> this is awesome like yeah all things crap yeah right just like i mean just but that's also simple like, shit like that and people were like you know we should put whiskey back in it and yeah. it's like Oh my god! Wait a yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. So like, I want to do, and we can't do it, but I want to do it. Uh, maybe one day in the future, when uh, distilling at breweries is allowed. Yeah. Because yeah. it is in other states, you know, like yeah. Oregon or Oregon, I think Washington. Or so like, I think there's a brewery there that does this. Anyways, it's like an, does it. It's like an inception project, I guess, is what you could call it. So you brew a, you brew a beer, which that's basically what. You're doing yeah. as a distiller. You're yeah. brewing. You're making the wort. You're firming. You're doing everything, yeah. and you just don't call it beer because it's, you know, it's I don't know mash. why. I don't know why you yeah. don't call it beer, but it it's is not beer. beer at that point. Yeah. No, they mash it and they, it it's, ferments it's out. A, it's oh, a great, finished. It's a great yeah. yeah, it's beer. I mean, yeah. you could drink and get drunk. Yeah. But they distill it. It's not oh. good beer. 
It might be good. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know what strength it sits at either. It may be a higher. It may be a higher strength. I don't know. I need to research that. But like, so you do. You brew a beer and you brew a real beer. So you brew like a stout, or maybe maybe not a stout. Maybe just a. It's called a blonde ale. That doesn't sound fun. I don't know. What beer do you want to be? What beer do you want? Let's just roll with it. So you you brew brew the beer and then you distill it and then you you age that distilled product you know you that spirit it's aged in a barrel and then you you age that out to where whatever year you want you take that and you package it so now you got your spirit and then you brew that same beer again and you age it back into that put it back barrel, in the barrel yeah and so now you have the barrel aged version so yeah. you can go side by side with the beer the the spirit version of that beer yeah. and then and aged then the, in the, the barrel. Aged and you can probably do the spirit non-aged too. So you have okay. four different options and yeah. they're all derived from the same recipe. I know um fucking dream within a dream within a dream, dude. Yeah. 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 And you could you could keep going that cycle yeah, yeah, yeah. over and over again. Some Rick and Morty shit. <laughs> yeah. I know uh Jameson was doing that for a little while. Um yeah, they were doing they, barrels they had and doing that program, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they were working with different breweries to give them Jameson barrels, yeah. aged, aged beers in. And, that was and so then they took, Jameson took the barrels back and yeah, yeah. aged whiskey and it's something in the that beer barrels we've yeah. talked that to, were whiskey barrels. It's something that we've talked to, like, luckily in Baton Rouge, we have a couple of distilleries now in the yeah. area. Um, and it's yeah. something that we've talked and discussed about. And, I mean, there's a lot of logistics, so I'm, I am not saying it's happening or <laughs> will be happening, but there's been it talks. is. There's been talks and it would be a cool project to do where and even partnering with like uh, maple syrup you know like and throwing something else in yeah, there like right. you, could, you could do a lot of things sugar build yeah. spirits has done some really cool stuff putting honey yeah. in barrels yeah. yeah and then taking the honey out and putting a spirit in the honey barrel right and like for and us it was already a used bourbon barrel or right something, so. and it's kind of for us if they did that and then they age their maple syrup or honey and then we age a big stout in it like kind of like a kbs or something like that then they go back and they add something like you can get some really fun and inventive ideas so okay people would do that with coffee for a minute yeah just yeah i was gonna say i was thinking it in my head like, beans in there. Oh, you could do a lot of things like yeah. our like our golden right. style like a bean barrel aged version of right. that yeah like earlier i was gonna talk to you about it at the hotel just go beam white label you know but a, a bean barrel yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. later, man. I'll I've had some. I've had some coffee. They, they, <laughs> so they 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 take the green bean before it's roasted and they yeah. age it in a spirit barrel. Yeah. For, like, oh, wow. for so long, maybe six months to a year. I don't know. Okay. And then they take the green bean and they well, roast it. Yeah. And all those it's flavors like, it's are in the barrel. Are green. in the bean. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. your coffee's gonna take on a bourbon flavor. It's oh cool. man. Pretty yeah. crazy. There's some cool. I mean, there's. I think that's a great thing about craft in any like whatever you know like there's so many things that you can do and have fun with you know like you said earlier it's like self-expression and artists and artists and like hey i want to try this this sounds good let's, yeah let's experiment and do it you know um and i think that's the great thing about us and y'all being smaller is that we're able to do stuff like that right we're not the big macros where it's like i can't throw away 120 barrels of beer and do that you know like you're not pigeonholed to do it right 
Like, you just yeah. financially, responsibly, you just can't do it. But us, on a smaller scale, it's like, right. yeah, we can make this happen. Yeah. Like, what do you want? It's yeah. like that gumbo reference. It's, it's, you know, you can buy frozen gumbo right now, and it, yeah. it ain't going to taste yeah. as good as, like, not not south know, of I-10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can go to Iverstein Butcher and get some gumbo. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm right now, it's going to be pretty damn good. This is okay. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be pretty damn good. I'm saying you can do you it. Could. I ain't saying you, you should. should. You can. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's going to be it's miles difference and, right, right. and like what's brewed right down the street from yeah. here. Yeah. Sure. You know, Everybody wants to put their skin. Yeah, Dale gumbo, though. Oh, Dale, Dale gumbo is the best. Dale gumbo is the best. It's, it's like, like Dale's spaghetti. Yeah. Any kind of stew, bro. Any <laughs> yeah. kind of, like, soup or anything. Yeah. Always better. Cook it the day before. Let it that's sit. It. That's it. Heat yeah. it back up. Don't taste it until the next day. Yeah. yeah. That's the best for sure. Yeah, you just got gotta to get on a schedule where you're cooking the day ahead of time. That's yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm doing. Intentionally refrigerating. Yeah. I'm starting gumbo for, like, my son's three-year-old birthday next Saturday. I'm going to make the gumbo on Friday. There's definitely time for Thursday, I, shit. I might actually do that. <laughs> I might do the prep on the uh, bed, like all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have much time anymore. So there's definitely days where I'm watching the news and people are like, "I'm gonna cook gumbo Friday because that cool fucks." No, I'm brewing it. I'm making it Wednesday. Yeah. I'm brewing it. Wednesday, sorry. I'm making it Wednesday. I'm brewing the hell out of this gumbo. We should start calling that a brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You brewing well, it? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What are we having for dinner? I'm gonna brew a gumbo. I'm brewing gumbo. Yeah. I like. I think that's great. Sweet. We could brew a shit ton of gumbo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's shit. You can definitely brew a shit ton you of gumbo. You ain't just got to do beer on this stuff. Yeah. No, right. Yeah. I've always wanted to do a crawfish boil. Fucking Carlos Knight at Bayou Tesh, man. That's what I was going to do. I don't think I'll ever do crawfish in there. Have you ever had the gumbo beer from Bayou Tesh? Bayou Tesh is a gumbo stout. I don't think I've done that one Dude, it literally tastes like roux. It tastes like the roux in a fucking gumbo. Oh, baby. It's like rice and roux and like... You get a little smokiness that's like, is that sauce? You get some green. You, you can't, you can't, you can't get that from a New York brewery. Yeah. 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 You can't get that from a New York brewery. Oyster beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oyster yeah. yeah. salads came around. I don't yeah. know what a hundred percent. They do some wacky yeah. stuff. They're boudin really breakfast good. Dude, the boudin breakfast salad. That is actually legit. It's really good. It's really good. I'll say Parish got me with the boudin balls IPA. Are you? Oh, the boudin crackle one? It's not crackle. I thought it was boudin. Yeah. She lives in Lafayette. She bought it for me and uh, brought it up to me for her birthday. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. It's got fucking boudin balls in the beard. <laughs> and then, uh, I, you know, obviously. It's no offense to Andrew, really but that was good marketing. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it it's it's got kinda, you. It's got a good marketing. <laughs> right. like. you, you get a boudin beer style from Bayou Tesh. It's going to taste like boudin. 100%. There's boudin. There's boudin in that beer. And it's fucking good. Yeah. It's really Their good. Their boudin breakfast sound I really enjoyed. It's like, tasty. Man. I love it. That actually popped up in my Facebook feed, the original, when they did it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was three years ago or whatever today. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a good beer. Carlos, keep doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think yeah. they like just went for that? Oh, like, oh yeah, Carlos, no. yeah, yeah. Carl, Carlos will try whatever the the, the fry green tomato. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sour. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, he, he, baby. Any any brewery. That what happened to the oyster stuff? A beer after testing. He's not. I'm already a fan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and then, you got like, me, dude. They, he does crazy beers like that, and then he has the Cajun sauce or pizza yeah. kitchen yeah. inside yeah. the brewery oh, that makes so amazing good. fucking pizzas. Yeah. They're so good. We got a pizza beer. Yeah. 
that was. If you could get away with an oyster stout, can you just get away with the crawfish stout now? Yeah, I mean, sure, so you could. You yeah. could. <laughs> use the boil, I guess, and like fucking. I mean, I mean, you, you, did y'all put raw? Like, you put real oyster? Like, you're not. Are you doing oysters or are you just doing the saltiness? The oyster brine, essentially. The oyster. Yeah. So our first. A lot of people use the shells. Okay. The first. The first barrel beer that we did with Bourbon Society was an oyster salad. And it's actually like a real style, a traditional style where they didn't know it at the time up in, um, you know, the mid-Atlantic and whatnot. But they're basically adding the shells was adding calcium and like helping with oh, the, stuff like that. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And then the oyster meat was adding protein, so I made it thicker and richer and whatnot. Wow. So it's a legit style that's, there's actually science behind it. They just didn't know. Yeah. Um, huh. So, but we did an oyster stout. It was the first barrel-aged beer that we did. I remember that. And yeah, so it's a really good style. And Abita's one of their favorite, one of my favorite beer styles that Abita did was their Bad Mother Shucker, which yeah. I don't know if they do anymore. I don't think so. That, was, that actually that came was from a whole good, brewery recipe. Yeah, that was one well, of their competition well, things. That uh, most Abita beers that are good are from a whole brewery recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, too, don't even Sorry, that yeah, was a call late. out, but yeah, still. Too late, too late. Um, yeah. The style, the style yeah. sounds off putting, but it's, it's great. It's tasty. You know, like people hear it and when it's, you know, marketing at its best, they see the word oyster, they're like, this is yeah. going to taste like mucus in a beer. And yeah, but it's not. Well, they're either, no, they're either going to be like, uh, I'm not going to touch this or yeah. I want this right now. But it's like a little right. salty, yes. briny like flavor to a salad. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's a really it. good un- Is it expensive to, I mean, you've got to get a wish, like wishers seem expensive. Bro, I can go dive in the freaking. I got a wisher guy right now. <laughs> oh, right there, dude. I'll Max get, ready to go. Yeah, like, I'll fucking jump in the water. Like, fuck this. Those things are a dime a dozen, man. It's, I mean, it's one of those things where like, you can get these anywhere. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, with modern technology and whatnot, and the malts and stuff, like we don't need that. So it's kind of like it's what the old world method. Of right. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. um, so like you don't need the shells for the calcium for the right. water profile, but like you just throw oyster shells in the mash, done. You yeah. know, like and you then it's, to, it's like you know, like just the evolution of brewing. It's like if you use the meat. You're gonna get all that oil content, so then your your beer's gonna be oily in the finished product. Like I mean, yeah. You know, uh, most people know oil and water, like it's it's gonna separate. Yeah. So yeah. you're left with a weird product, and but so like Nobody wants people that. are like, yeah, let's throw some shells in there, and you get a lot of that flavor. Huh. But you get a lot of that like that, that kind of earthiness from like just being in salt water, you know? Like yeah, and like you could buy like the meat and do just the meat, or you could do just the brine, or you can do just the shells, or right. you can do it all. Yeah. Like it's. It's one of those like, I guess it just depends on like the flavor you're trying to get out of that. Yeah, yeah. and what you want to spend. Like I said, like it's not it's not something that's necessary at all. Like we have now that we know oats or wheat or something we can add to body. Do you need oysters? No, but if you wanted to go get a gallon at Albertsons and throw them in there, you know you can. Right. It's technically it's an oyster stout, even though technically maybe you need like 
four sacks. Yeah. You don't need it now. You can throw one shell in it. Technically, it's an oyster. So, might do a scallop beer. I want to like me and make that. Or just hang out at a re- uh, seafood restaurant. Seafood beer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the things. Yeah. So, I mean, you could do a lot of things. You don't necessarily. I won't drink it because I have a shellfish allergy. I don't want to take a chance of this crab. Kill that. It's like, huh. Oh. I, I can do oysters. You, I was gonna say, I think you drank our oyster beer. No, so. oysters are must. Right. I can eat oysters. Okay. And you I can eat crawfish. scallops. Can't do can't do crawfish, shrimp, oh. or crab. That's yeah. fine. I, I would not live down so here. Do you, are you able to attend <laughs> boils or is it that bad? I'd move to Texas. You might as well just be in Nebraska. I can <laughs> attend a boil. I can eat potatoes, corn, sausage out of a boil. You're not that sensitive. Oh, so you're mild. So so the so crawfish is what set it off when I was ten years old. Uh, I've had dishes with crawfish in it and I'm fine. Yeah. But shrimp and crab will take me out. Yeah, I was gonna say the one time yeah, that I've you seen know. you have a reaction, it was shrimp. Or was it crab? It was crab. It was crab. It was what, crab. Do you know what, like, what is it? That's right. Is my it, throat closes up. Or like what? What's the reaction? I wonder. There's a. Like, uh, there's a like. A, I think it's like a protein. Uh, in, I would in say like, it's probably a protein. It's, yeah. Like in the crab protein, shell it's a, that like absorbs. It's yeah. like yeah. It's weird. It's like whatever they whatever their body produces to. To push away yeah, any it's, predators. It's something weird. It, yeah, you're, you're the predator, yeah, so right. you're reacting it's to that. It's unique to shellfish. Your body is reacting to a foreign protein that it just does not agree with. Yeah, yeah. I ate crawfish yeah. until I was 10, and then that but he started to, He started to swell up. And That's the crazy. Swe- the swelling yeah. in the neck Science. was like cutting off his air supply. Yeah. yeah. And he was choking. And we were in New Orleans at uh, the Galatoire's... Steakhouse, the, it's the, the one that's right next to proper Galatoire. Yeah, the one on Bourbon Street. Whatever, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, I don't it's just like Galatoire steak, or it's got yeah. some number to it, or something. Doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, we were sitting there eating a meal, like with the chef and one of the owners, and doing a radio show. Yeah. And Chuck like took a big old bite of this deviled egg that was an apprentizer, and like they didn't, like didn't go down it. right and started. Started choking a little bit. Wow. Well, so, I, I ate the I ate the deviled egg, and then they brought the steaks right, out. We, we told them you had the shellfish yeah. allergy, and they 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 we they did it. They did the deviled eggs. I ate the deviled egg. They brought the steaks out. I took one bite of steak. I was like, man, this is fucking incredible. I took really? another bite of steak, and when I took it, my throat closed up, and the steak got lodged in. Oh. My Holy so, shit. So, like, I was getting up while we were doing the radio show, trying to go to the bathroom, making myself throw up, and it wouldn't come up. It didn't come up until, like, we, we left there. There was a Walgreens, like, we in the French Quarter. Yeah. Got Benadryl. I didn't throw that piece of steak up until 4 a.m. What? They were all sleeping. Like, I was, like, I was okay, and then I'd lay down, and I couldn't breathe. So, I, like, would just sit up and kept trying to make myself throw up, and finally, like, 4 a.m., it came up. I had it was fucking miserable. You went hours and hours like that? Yeah, it was terrible, dude. I had a friend. I had a guy oh that God. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I probably shouldn't tell the story, but I had a no, guy... No, tell it. I had a guy that I worked with at Target, and um, he kept telling me... Is his, it Caleb? Is it, is it... No, 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 no. <laughs> he, uh, like, what's going on? He legit would, at, like, eat seafood dishes and act like he was sick. His mom just thought he was a picky eater. And he was like, no, like, yeah. this makes me sick. And she didn't believe him. Because he was like, I'm not eating this. <laughs> she made, like, spaghetti or something and, like, ground up shrimp and, like, made meatballs out of it. Oh, shit. And sent her son into anaphylactic shock. Oh, my God. Oof. And that's when they learned he was actually allergic to shrimp and shellfish. Yeah, everyone, everyone always asks, like, dude, do you carry an EpiPen with you? Because, yeah. like... 
I played in a band and we'd like do we'd play wedding I'm receptions and stuff. I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually legit allergic to ants and carrying epipen for that. Really? Yeah. I was hospitalized. Allergic to what? Ants. Ants. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I knew one year. Cleanest house in you the need to move world. to Canada. Don't, don't <laughs> just do an ant boil because he can't eat. <laughs> I went to um Damn. I, I got rushed, rushed to the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> I got rushed, I got rushed to the emergency room one time in anaphylactic shock with a blood oxygen count of zero from ants. Wow. Yeah. Just That's one, ant? I, one no, ant. No, 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 no. <laughs> but like one ant would would one ant pile would be an issue. So if I like cut the grass and so I we get can't up, invite no. Justin to our dark yeah. days of delivery. No, if you're asking me to cut the grass, like just put him in a house. Um, no, so like if I cut the grass and I get bit by an ant, like my I can't put a shoe on. It swells so bad. Um, and so I fell into a pile for New Year's Eve. Yeah, drinking was involved, and I, got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got rushed in the emergency room. Bad luck. Yeah, I got rushed in the emergency Damn. That's how I found out I was allergic. Oof. Wow. So yeah, my blood oxygen was zero, and the doctor was like, "Holy shit! You, if you were like two minutes later, you'd have been dead." Wow! Oh, damn. damn. We yeah, my shit's coast, dude. My shit's yeah. not that. I mean, my throat closes up, but it's like it hasn't been that bad. But yeah, mine was. I, that hasn't happened since then. You have a steak in your throat for hours. That sounds that's a yeah. nightmare. I that think. was the most. That might be my nightmare. That was I the think. most serious. It will be tonight. Yeah, right. That was the most serious it's been. Like. <laughs> playing in bands, playing in wedding receptions, if I'm eat like when we take a break and I go to eat, I always ask the service like, is there shellfish in this? Is there shellfish in this? I don't carry an EpiPen because like I I don't have a desire to go eat crawfish or oh. anything like that. So like I'm Yeah, I mean if you know So that's why if you own a kitchen and you have a deep fryer, you have to have two two different sets of fryers yeah. see, because you're frying shrimp and for, shit in yeah. one right. and you right. don't yeah. don't ever put chicken in right. there and then serve it to a customer because yeah. you might kill somebody. Right. Yeah. So like with Tony's Seafood here in Baton Rouge, <laughs> yeah. they do crawfish boudin balls and regular boudin balls and they don't, it's like it's a continuous cycle. They fry them in the same fryer? Yeah, they yeah. just do everything together. That's no bueno. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've had boudin balls from Tony's with crawfish in it, but crawfish doesn't do anything anymore. So you can eat crawfish. I can, but I just don't care to eat crawfish. I like, get I'm it. just like, you know. Well, and it's just like a what if. Right. So, like, if you sat down and ate five you pounds had an of crawfish, in your it might. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. 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 I don't. But crawfish I don't do are that. worth the anaphylactic shock. I guess. I might, I mean, like, I'll, I'll, worth I'll, it. I'll, sit down and eat five pounds of crawfish with an EpiPen ready just in case. Yeah. Yeah. And if, like, if nothing the, happens, then you know. Give great. Me, give me the corn and the potatoes and the sausage. I'll eat that. Like, that's what I want. It is yeah. good. It is good. I mean, it's more, it's more for the party atmosphere, like the, yeah. the camaraderie sure, yeah. and like, just hang hanging out, out with people. Yeah. Like, nobody sure. just eats crawfish by themselves. I don't right. think. Uh, not, too, uh, not very often. Uh, Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Sure, maybe. Don't say nobody. I'm going to stop you there with nobody. Yeah, let me stop you right there. All right, sorry. Yeah, yeah some, maybe. There's some. some. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sam, Matt, thank you guys from 7Tap hanging out with us today. Uh, brewing beer here at Cypress Coast. Uh, you can find 7Tap on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, and follow those guys. They're distributed by Pelican Craft Brands here in the Baton Rouge area, so you can find their beers as well. Uh, Justin and Caleb, thank y'all for, uh, for having the Always a podcast here. No cops this time. No cops this time. That's yeah. a good thing. That you know. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it helps that the bitchy old lady across the street doesn't have her business anymore. Yeah, for reals. Yeah. Uh, Jay to Cody, as always, my hetero life mate. Thank you for a pleasure as always. <laughs> uh, thanks to all of our sponsors, Pre Sonus Audio Electronics. 
Pelican Craft Brands, Cappuccino Coffee Roasters, and Hops in the Hollows. Remember, if you're ordering your glassware at hopsinthehollows.com, use the promo code ABV at checkout. You get 10% off your entire order. So remember that. Until next time, I'm Chuck P. This has been the ABV Podcast. Cheers. Laters. Cheers. Bye.